The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, Heckma Harrison, and Newey Scruggs. Hey, time for the Players Lounge mm-hmm. right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. You know the players, Danny McRae, Barry Church. We got Heckma Harrison here in the house. Sporting the Cowboys gear, I am Louis Scruggs. We are brought to you by Tostitos as the Cowboys are entering into a pivotal game on Sunday at Landover, Maryland, in the worst stadium in the National Football League. Yeah, that's the Come that's on, man. Come on, man. Freeze them out. That's terrible. That's terrible. Freeze them out. Do you have to go? Oh, oh, I stopped going. Like, I, stopped going. I stopped going. Uh-uh. Once those uh-uh. start falling down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sitting in the press box, and it's raining, and it's raining on my papers. So no, no. And then they – so then Tony Wiley, who started off here as a PR intern – Eventually um, worked up there full time. He was the main PR guy. Tony was in charge of the food, and when Tony left, they gave the media the finger with the food. I was like, uh, "That that hot dog is not. That doesn't look right." <laughs> I started bringing my own food to the game, like not doing it, not touching it. No, no, no. So, I'm glad you only had to go to L.A. and Vegas and Miami. I'm glad you only get the the, the best place. Finer things. Yeah, it's a tough job. To quote George W. Bush, I'm the decider. Yeah, yeah, I look at the schedule. Like, yes, yeah. That's me. When I saw Buffalo in December, yeah, I won't be doing that. That's not the one. I don't. I don't go to Philly anymore, and I don't go to D, and I don't go to DC. Man, that stadium was bad in 2010 when we went yeah, up it, there. It's a rookie year. Year. Like, it's been <laughs> well, you saw when the, the thing almost fell on Jalen Hurts yeah. that time. No, man, they they truly do not. Dan Snyder did not care. So no, no, I won't be there for that mm-hmm. one. Uh, Cowboys 13-point favorite. Uh, Heckman, your thoughts on Ron Rivera stating that Sam Howe will be the starting quarterback this week. Well, you called it. Oh, man. You called it. He did. Yeah, he, some, he got a call upstairs. He went upstairs right quick and he said, look, Ron, this is what we're going to do. We're going to pay you out. You want all, you want all that check? You want all This is what you're going to have to do. Uh, there's a lot of guys, I'm sure, that are playing for incentives. And around the NFL, you've been seeing guys get benched that are getting closer to their incentives. So, hey, we're not going to incentivize playing on Sunday. What we're going to do is we're going to try and get out of here so we can get this number two pick. Obviously, ownership is hell-bent on getting it. And not gonna, they're using Ron Rivera as the mouthpiece who, to go out there. Who do, who, who do we think they best shot at beating us is at God, quarterback? They got Brissett to, Brissett. to me. I think he can run a little. You think how? Yeah, I, I don't. Oh, I, I turn on Seriously? I, yeah, I, I think it is. I don't know. Wow, but I don't have My nothing. I don't have, I, don't, I don't have nothing to lose. <laughs> he gets go out there, back there gunslinger, like, all that. You know, I would, I'm gonna just toss it up. I, I like, I remember. You know the beginning of the game, Last like year, it didn't, yeah. it didn't. Like I, I remember that. I remember That's, that I, the people who have the potential. To, like I'm not saying he's gonna do it, mm-hmm. but if you go get a guy who's gonna go out there and play, play reckless and and just may have that chance to throw up something. That, I don't know. He makes yeah. me a little bit not Brissett. Mm-hmm. I gotta go with Brissett on that. Yeah, Brissett. Yeah. It's, it's Brissett for all the reasons well, that we got God in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. not that he's as mobile as that guy, but still, I mean, he's he has the arm, he still mm-hmm. has the IQ. I just don't see that from Sam Howell. I, I, I remember the beginning. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I remember the beginning of the season when we were watching Sam Howell, and everybody was like, oh, I don't know, man, Washington might be okay. All right, he's still the same guy. Yeah. It could it could be really ugly or it could be really nice. That's the difference. He's not the same guy anymore. Um, the beating he's taken this year it has worn him down. Um, they've talked about it a whole lot within that the, the media and just that hey man this 
this guy's seeing stuff now. They haven't protected him well. And it was a reason why Rivera went to Brissett and was going to start him, but then Brissett got hurt, so he couldn't. Yeah. But he, he benched him. And, and it just – Mm-mm. All the talk of what you thought he was and the way the season's gone and my man seeing stuff, he just wasn't the same. So the Sam Howell we saw last year that beat the Cowboys and had some promise to start, that's gone. They, it's, it's, they didn't beat that out there, man. <laughs> 20 touchdowns, 19 interceptions. So, Bring me Sam Howell. Come on, come on, Sam. Sam Howell, he, he used to be that dog that when, he, when the mailman walked by, was in the yard, chased the mailman. <laughs> now Sam Howell then beat down, so he look at the mailman to lay back down. <laughs> no, ain't even worth it. No, they, 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 they have, they've not protected. Uh, it's bad. I mean, it's they, you know, God bless Eric Bieniemy, but mm. they, they, they've thrown it way too much. That kid is taking a beating. So, um, and I guess go back to this, but they ain't won a game. They've not won a game since Week Nine. Mm. Right, and it's not. I mean, I think if, at the beginning of the season, especially with Eric Bieniemy going over, you didn't think that the season would go like this for the Commanders, and it's unfortunate, especially for him as a coach, because you thought this was a, a side step to then elevate. And it's not working out that way. So if he doesn't get his opportunity after they, I'm sure they're going to fire everybody. Mm. Uh, if he doesn't get his opportunity now. When? Yeah. When does that happen for him? And and I think for as much as we dog a lot of these teams in the NFC East because of the competition factor and just the rivalry of it, the the Commanders have been like a quarterback away from being a dominating team for years because we looked at their defense mm-hmm. and the guys they had up front, and then you bring in the Terry McLaurin and that wide receiver group, and you're like, man, this is a good team. They just don't have nobody that can get their guys the ball, and they just hadn't been able to figure that piece out yet. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> now they're going to have to go through this whole cycle all over again. So, I mean, hey, continue confusion to you, commanders. <laughs> Let's keep it rolling. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Don't feel bad. Listen, RG three was there. Okay, RG three was there. They also, they also, they they had a shot with Alex too, and then you know that that end up that end up not going in their favor. So yeah, they they've been searching. They've been searching. I know. Like I said, the beginning of the season, they thought they may have had something. Not not a not a not a game changing type of guy, but a guy who may have been serviceable. Um, You know, hopefully he doesn't return to. To, to what he was at the beginning of the season, but we do know J- uh, Jacoby Brissett can't play, can't play ball. So hopefully we don't have to see him. But it just, it's just like I'm trying not to be heck in this situation when he was talking about trap games and all that. I'm trying not to be that, but I just know like usually when it's this, like when it's this, that's when it get tougher. <laughs> it's yeah. tougher for you mentally when you start to see like. Hey, all that is in front of me. All I have to do is do this. And then that's when stuff can start kind of falling Just, apart for you. As players with the Cowboys, they can't go into this mindset. And I'm sure the coaches will, will see this throughout the week in practice. But you can't go into it like it's a preseason game. Like, you know how just the mindset is different going into it. Just you don't warm up as much. You know, you're going out there usually doing all your defensive back drills, getting ready. You might skip a few of those if it's preseason mode. You can't get into that versus versus the commanders right here. We all understand, you know, they're, they're mailing it in. They've been mailing it in since they traded half of their defense away. So we understand what their players' mindset is. But as a guy going out there, you, you just can't have that mindset to where oh, we're going we're going to cakewalk these dudes. Because even if you might, if you go out there half stepping, you may get hurt. So you got to go out there full tilt, and, and the coaches will have a good barometer of where the players are. During that the week. would that would tick me off. 
if I saw, I mean, for anybody, and I think that who would that be an indictment on? I mean, yeah. It'd have to be leadership because if you don't know what you're playing for, if you're going to come out there and just roll your helmet out there, oh, we're going to get this dub, and then you end up losing, like that's the wrong way. I mean, we talk about the narratives throughout the season. If that's the case, if that's what we're talking about Monday, Cowboys lose in D.C., and now the, instead of having the two games at home or potentially having two games at home, you're now on the road. Playing, I mean, come on, man. That's we've seen it happen before. Yes, we have. We've seen it happen. But for home field advantage, for the number two spot over being, I mean, come on now. That's that's crazy if that happens. I I just came from the locker room, posed that question to Stephon Gilmore. Do you need to say anything? As a veteran, guys already know. No, we understand. We know. So talk to him. I talked to Jake Ferguson. I talked to Osa Digizua. Um, talked to J. Ron Curse. They understand Tony Pollard. They get it. They they know what's in front of them, and just in in some ways, the sure ability to just see it through. That you were chasing Philadelphia. Now here you are with the ability to get it done. Respect, and I asked J.K. about these the receiving core. He's like, look, this is a good receiving core we face. No, these no. three guys are, you know, they're, they're 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 something to, you know, don't play around with it. But they get it. So in my conversations right now, just coming out the locker room before the show, they understood it. So I, I did have that. That was my whole kind of focus for my my, uh, my story. Five o'clock is, you know. Guys, get it? Does anything need to be said? Uh, Jake Ferguson talked about people locking up and, and and leaders, you know, being focused this week. By the way. Here's a stat for you. No Washington quarterback has thrown 30 touchdown passes since Sonny Jurgensen in 1967. Guys, this is a bad franchise. <laughs> they talk about searching for a quarterback, but they ain't, they ain't seen one in a minute here. Mm. 30. Think about it. I thought RG3 might have had 30. Or Kirk Cousins won them years, but. Hadn't wow. thrown 30. Wow. And I think they said Cousins got close to like 27. Mm. If Jordan Love has 30 this year for Green Bay. That is bad. bad, bad That's bad, man. This this is this is a cursed franchise. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there thinking like Doug Williams. No, I'm just no. (laughs) Oh man, yes, that is horrible. Yes, yes, that's not good. This this is they they still search though. Good luck. So yeah, you do need to get this number two pick. So you need to get somebody who can find a way to throw you thirty touchdown passes (laughs) in this league. I mean, now you got think about you got an extra game. Yeah, 1967. There were 12 (laughs) games. (laughs) 12, 14 games. (laughs) Now you got 17. They put no stats. Can, nobody can go anywhere, man. I'm trying, not, I'm trying not to be you right now. No, uh, no, no, man. I, 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 I want to be relaxed and you know, cool and happy and like we were to go oh. beat the beat the heck out the commanders. And all. Like I want to be that way. It's a wrap, man. But I <laughs> cover the spirit. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they getting that, Thirteen man. and a half. They getting all yeah, that. Yeah, they get, they're getting Coast all spirit. that, man. Now, now uh, other thing heard in the locker room is, hey, look, they're going to be physical. They're going to play us. So there was there was not that air of hey man just you know this, this Vanderbilt we about to come out here in SEC mm-hmm. LSU no no hey we come to play it's not a they they understand that they're going to go come out here and play too but they also know and realize the opportunity mm-hmm. that they have take and it. to get the home games and to play at AT and T Stadium so um, I th- I just. I just believe that in at the end of 60 minutes, the Cowboys will leave Landover, Maryland with, with a win. And we also know it's going to be a home game. <laughs> of oh, course. Yeah, I remember last time, I, last time I was up there, U- Ubers kept, kept pulling up. 
folks bumping out with, with blue jerseys, blue and white jerseys. You know, Philadelphia, you just don't roll out there in no the blue jerseys. It's mm-hmm. not a smart thing to do. You come in something neutral, you know. <laughs> hide it and then pull it out at the end. Surprise! But not up there in D.C., man. They, they don't even care. They can put it right at what you, what you I'll find the king. <laughs> so, so when you walk through, when you walk through uh, the parking lot and you see the tailgate, you see, you see Washington fans partying with Cowboy fans. Look, it's, it's it's a whole different vibe. It's like there's there's just no there's no respect anymore for for the burgundy and gold like it used to be. It's it's sad. Heck, when we grew up, man, this is a right now. They just they just they just understand. They were beat them to submission. What are you no, talking about, man? It's, it's, it's no. over with. They trying to find their way back. What are you talking about, you know, man? Fans are just like, okay, we know. Hey, it's no look. No sense in breathing no air into them this weekend. So it's it's over with. Let's yeah, go ahead and get your curtains, huh? Hey, go ahead and get your Bahamas reservations ready. <laughs> Cabo thing, yeah. All that. Oh, 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 they re- oh, they ready already. They've been ready for a few weeks. Yeah, you yeah. said they ain't won against his win. Nine weeks. Get that. Right. Get it ready. Get it ready. To go. Up. When the oh, Cowboys lost up. at Philly, that was, that was the last mm-hmm. time they won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they the that's booked they... already. Yeah. First class. <laughs> <laughs> Two tickets booked, to paradise. Yeah, they booked it early, so they yeah, got they got a discount. All the discounts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's get a uh, let's get a break in here. Um, Tony Pollard talk run game. Uh, can you fix it? Let's dive into that next right here with Danny mm-hmm. McCray, Heckma Harris, and Barry Church on New East Crooks Players Line. Brought to you by Tostitos on DallasCowboys.com Radio. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYSVIP. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYSVIP. Hi, I'm Danny McCray, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of us magically transforming our smoothie bowls into two new decadent flavors. Dig into a cool acai or pitaya bowl, handcrafted with crunchy, purely Elizabeth granola, fresh strawberries, and finished with a velvety chocolate hazelnut drizzle. Perfect for breakfast, lunch, or any time you want to munch. And that's the sound of you making them disappear. Smoothie Bowls, now in two new decadent flavors. Only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. To kick off the 2023 NFL season, Hugo Boss teamed up with the NFL and Micah Parsons to launch an iconic apparel collection. Featuring hoodies, crews, t-shirts, polos, joggers, and more. The bold, unique apparel of the Boss NFL Collection unites football and fashion while reflecting what it truly means to be a boss. Get yours today at nflshop.com slash Hugo Boss, at hugoboss.com, and at Boss Retail Stores. Hashtag be your own boss. There is no I in Dallas. There is no I in heart either. No I in Blue Star or in Lone Star for that matter. And there's no I in how about them cowboys? Smirnoff knows there's no I in football. Football is a wee thing, an experience that is best enjoyed together. With good drinks and good folks, home or away, we rally together, we cry together, and we always rally cry together because there's definitely no I in Cowboys fans. Smirnoff, we do game days. Please drink responsibly. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all... 
It's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Back to the Players' Lounge. I don't have a read. It is Players' Lounge (laughs) on Wednesday. Heading into... The yeah. season finale against the Washington Commanders. Yeah. yeah. Mighty Barry Church, Heckma Harris, that's Danny McCray, I'm Newey Scruggs. All right, our confirmed starting quarterbacks for week 18. Blaine Gabbert, Jeff Driscoll, Carson Wentz, Nick Mullins, Trevor Simeon, Easton Stick, Tyrod Taylor, Sam Howell, Mason Rudolph, and Jared Stidham. More to come. Carson Wentz got another starter. I didn't league. even know he was in the I thought he was hunting somewhere. He Sean McVay got him, man. So they, Carson so they clinched, right? So yeah. the, so it's green like who is it Green Bay fighting for a spot Buffalo fighting for a spot Buffalo Miami this weekend yeah Tampa too right uh, Tampa fighting, Pittsburgh right? fighting for a spot yeah Tampa your Super Bowl winning uh, team there's <laughs> a lot of people fighting this weekend now fighting. everybody ain't playing backups the, 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 the AFC South. Jacksonville is nine and seven Indianapolis is nine and seven yes. and Houston is nine and seven it's crazy. It's the winner of the Houston and Colts game, right? That gets it. Hey man, it's uh, it's it's, it's folks battling this week, man. <laughs> man. They, not they, so it's they, wild because they, okay. everybody just assumed that the AFC was going to be this way better conference because they had better quarterbacks, and that's not been the case mm-hmm. this week. But uh, yes, you've got the LA Rams taking on the uh, 49ers. That game is in uh, Levi Stadium. Run CMC's out this week. So they're resting him. him. A little foot in, uh, foot, ha- foot or hamstring. So, I think it was foot. Um, okay. So we'll see if Sam Darnold goes. I mean, do you really want to put Brock Purdy out there and, nah, and sure. risk this? So we you could already see. got the number one. Trent, right. none, none of them none dudes. None of them they all yeah, about it. Out of them. Seattle is taking on Arizona. Seattle can get in too, right? They, they mm-hmm. got a chance too. Right? So. Yeah, so right oh. now, Green Bay is the seventh seed. They're fighting with the, Green Bay. The Rams are the sixth seed. So some kind of way, Chris Beam was explaining to me earlier that we may end up, if we win the NFCs, mm-hmm. uh, that that first uh, wild card game could be against the Los Angeles Rams. instead I, of. I would love it. Instead of Green Bay. Look, look, I, I would, look. I that, would love that, it. That, that's why he don't want the two seed. Because he said we'd rather just, play on the road against Baker Mayfield, whoever wins that NFC South, versus playing at home against the L.A. Rams. Yeah, I'd rather see the I Rams. Don't, I don't feel that. I don't, man, I'd rather play whoever. Yeah. We understand at that. Home. We understand. At home. At home. At home. At home. Yeah. Run game. Tony Pollard spoke. And it was, it was a good question from Todd Archer of ESPN where he said, is there anything you can change or do differently in the run game here at week 18, or is it just what it is? And Tony's like, ain't nothing you can change. Mm, <laughs> just yeah, is what it is. It. And Tony admitted that the season hasn't gone the way he thought. So he spent a lot of time in prayer and talking to family. And so it's not been the year that he, he wished he had been. When they franchised him, gave him $10 million price tag and said, mm. go be the number one guy. To nil. Did an injury have something to do with it? Or, or is it just, like, is it Skip Pete? With- I, I think it's 100% what Skip said. Everything Skip said about the situation that Tony needs to be in, an, in a, in a, in a share timeshare situation in terms of what he and Zeke had and they don't have that N- nothing against Rico Dowdle 
But Rico Dial is not the hammer that Zeke was. But how do we explain no explosives, though? You know, like, even if you are in a shared well, situation. I think part then, of it is the injury, what you said. Yeah. Because he spoke about not, you know, and it's one thing he covered up. He didn't say anything. And Gallup kind of was the same way. You know, yeah, I wasn't really what I wasn't where I thought I would be. So it took him a while to get there. Is he still there now? I don't know. I think that's still something we won't totally get the truth until after the season. Where you come out and say, yeah, man, all year long I wasn't, I wasn't what I was. Which, to me, would explain why we haven't seen the explosiveness. And that was another question was asked, you know. You're down to four yards in average. Last year you were at five, anything. He, he played good soldier. He didn't want to come out and make excuses. But we have seen Tony Pollard for five years now. That's this, Flash Play King. We, yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. about that. This is not the guy who, as he left the 49er game, and you're saying, man, what it could have been if he had not gone out. He's not that guy. Hasn't been that guy. So the only good thing about his season for the Cowboys in their favor is that they could get him back at a very discounted price. I would love to see, like, a breakdown of where how they were using him as far as running. Because, you know, I don't know for certain, but just looking at the games that he's played in, it seemed like they've been using him a lot as that that hammer, which to me, you know, doesn't make a lot of sense because we all understand what he possesses as far as speed on the outside. So if we go back, there was a break. I wish there was a breakdown of it. But if you look at last year, I mean, he was catching real wilds on the outside, screen plays, reverses. I think they were using his speed. Now, granted, you did have Elliott in there, you know, going in there, using that hammer on defenses and wearing them down to where Pollard could get loose in there. But, I mean, even this year, I feel like every time we look at the game, it's oh, in between the tackles, in between the tackles. Here goes a little, little maybe a stretch play here and there. Maybe yeah. it'll dump it down to him, but nothing really designed to use his explosiveness. And to me, that's—I mean—that's what you're going to get when you when you see him in the, in the role he is now, that yeah. in between the tackles, which is, it's just not his game. It's just not you know his guy. It's not that thunder. No, I, I what I've seen in, in Tony Pollard, which is different this year, is the fact that he's not being used as a change of pace back. And when you get an opportunity to hide behind, not hide behind another guy, you let him take some of the brunt of those in between the tackle plays, and then you come in at a whole nother pace than him. Even their running style was completely different mm-hmm. between him and Zeke. Tony Pollard still is 65 yards away from being a 1,000-yard running back. All right, for whatever that's worth. It's not. It's whatever that's yeah. worth. All right. It's I tried game, to uh, all that. Positive yeah. heck. I tried to sprinkle in something there, but it didn't work, did it? Damn. Okay. So, <laughs> not, not, not over 100 since when? 60? Uh, it's, it's been bad. And, and that's the only thing that you can point to going into the playoffs that you are not really confident in in a running game. How do you compensate for it? And I've been saying all along, this is a passing team. They compensate for it by short yard pass. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what makes up for it. By getting CD in the backfield, getting other guys involved to run some of those outside zone runs that you would used to see Tony Pollard running. Mm-hmm. So that's how they that's how they've affected the the, the running game. You're going to have to find ways to milk the clock. And I was a little critical of Mike McCarthy at the end of the game, but that tripping penalty really was the reason why mm-hmm. Detroit was even in a position to win the game at the end of the game because other than that you milk the clock and you're done. But you're going to come up against some teams like the Rams. You're going to come up against a Philly again. You may have to take that trip back up to Levi Stadium and play the 49ers. There's going to have to be a component of your running game that defenses have to respect because even as you talk about him running in between the tackles, if he was just a one-trick pony, that just lets the defense know where he's going and what he's doing. So Mike McCarthy had to scheme up to use him. 
Yeah, I'm listen. 17, 12 to 15 carries is where you got to get them. But those 12 to 15 carries, I think they need to be a little. You have to find a way to get creative. Because, like I said, if you have to travel uh, in the playoffs, your running game and your defense has, yeah. like, you have to have those mm-hmm. to be able to travel. Now, Dak Prescott has been able, you know, to cover that up a little bit, specifically at home. But once you get on the road, you see, once you don't have, like, if you don't have a running game, you, you so, essentially don't have a shot mm-hmm. to, to, to really. If you get ahead to hold the lead or to find a way to crawl yourself back in the game if your passing game isn't working. So I think it's something that you really need to try to focus on. Yeah. Albeit, like we're playing the commanders, we all expect to win. But then you have things that you can work on going into the playoffs. I know it's the end of the season, but you still get that one more real game flying bullets at you, you know, to figure out how you can get this running game going before you get into the playoffs. Let's go around the table here. Obviously, it's going to be a reduced price. Tony Pollard will not be making $10 million next year. Mm-mm. Would you bring Tony Pollard back, Danny? I mean, I have to see the landscape of, like, what, what, what. half the price. Mm. Half the price? So, five mil? Yeah. Who else on the roster? Just Rico? No, I'm not doing this again. I'm not doing the Rico and the Tony again. Forget Rico. I'm just talking about Tony. You can go you go draft and go bring in some do whatever. I'm just saying Tony. I'm just talking about Tony. That's Tony. Okay. Yes, and I'm in the market for a running back. Correct. Barry. No, I'm not bringing him back. Nah, <laughs> not at five mil. Nah, man. He, he, maybe two and a half, two. Um, especially if we're seeing, you know, this is what's going to be the future as far as him being a player. Like, he needs to be a specialized player. Nah, I'm, I'm not bringing him back for five. Um, I would use that money elsewhere. You know, maybe in the linebacker room, maybe something like that. But, yeah, I'm not bringing him back for five. Under um, 60 for how many games? Hmm? 60 17 yards. or something like that. Yeah, 60 yeah. yards yeah. we talking about. Mm-hmm. At $5 million. I can't do it. They upset over there about Dalvin Cook or the money he made for his 200 and some yards that he didn't oh, this season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is, so, so, and, and, and oh, I, I can't do it. I, can't I, I asked the question because this is going to be a very big offseason in terms of there's a lot of, you know, you got Dak you got to take care of. You got CeeDee Lamb you got to take care of. Um, you're going to have to sit around and get ready by Micah Parsons. You got your starting center who's up. Now your starting running back is up. And so that's why I asked that question. Mm. Um, what do you do there? And I look at Detroit, who totally revamped their run game. Yeah. They traded Swift to Philadelphia. They used their first-round pick on Gibbs out of Alabama. Then they brought in David Montgomery. So you can go out and start over if you want to but I think you got to somewhere along the way ask okay what is what is it we want to do and then how do you see Tony Pollard do you think Tony Pollard if you combine him with someone else maybe you draft that's free agent wise that's what I mean could 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 you do that is this a Ronald Jones thing like because I'm I'm assuming they expected Ronald Jones to be the hammer type Mm -hmm. of guy and then Tony Pollard kind of be what he was uh, last year, but we never really got a chance to see that. So I think they had the, the right kind of game plan in mind, but I, I don't think they were able to bring it to fruition because we had the issue with, with Ronald. He wasn't, being, uh, wasn't able to get there. So in my mind, maybe they are seeing that, hey, if we get a guy who we expected Ronald Jones to be, then maybe we bring uh, Tony Pollard back so he can get back into his old role. So I see there's a possibility, what? but you have to have a guy who's going to be able to really specialize with running up in, uh, in between physical. the tackles, yeah. pass blocking, being physical, being that tone setter, so then you can have Tony Pollard get in there and have those splash runs like he had last season. A lot of good college backs out there right now. Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, so so if they want to go into the draft, there, there's an ability to go out and find yourself some some serious 
serious help. But at the same time, too, you're going to need a veteran guy. I think Austin Eckler is going to be free as well out there. Your oh, yeah, boy. Yeah, so, so your boy. Um, <laughs> so, you think, so, so, so Saquon Barkley is going to be. I mean, there's going to be. There's going to. Now be, that's one. No, there's going to be yeah, some that, guys out there. That's, that's, <laughs> I yeah, we got. I don't that's know one hour. I mean, and so so, and then his what's his price? Yeah, he's been hurt a lot too. So th- this is going to be a really interesting situation of what they decide to do here. And oh, by the way, I go back to what you've been talking about for for a number of years now, getting more help on the offensive line. This offensive line right now is, is definitely had issues on the road. They've they've got some issues and. Tyron over left tackle. I don't think you can come back and try and do this one more time. Mm-hmm. Your center, Tyler Biotish, how much are you really willing to pay him? Yeah. And you've, and you've been dealing with a lot of ton of injuries over the last couple of years up front in your offensive line, and I think that's what plagued the running game uh, before. But, I, look, going into the playoffs, I want to see more Hunter Lipke as a lead blocker. I'm not saying that he's a devastating blocker by a long shot, but I think that does help your play action when you do set him up as as your fullback, as your lead blocker. Teams have to respect that. And so I'm just looking for ways to get Tony going through the playoffs. You know, what we do in the future is cool. We're going to have to draft a guy. You know they're going to bring a guy, and whether it's a bridge player, a veteran, mm-hmm. whatever it is, they have to address the running game. Tony Pollard, we're not giving him any grace at all with the, the injury. We're not. All right, nah, let's just say that. We're not. We're just saying. He, you did all season. Yeah, yeah, but he ain't. <laughs> give him 25 carries. Give him 25. Give him 25 more. Give him 25 more. Give him 25 more. They gave him a shot. <laughs> he ain't producing. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, nah, but, but it's true. Right? Uh, it's true. They're going to address it. Get a break in here. Um, something pretty cool could happen for Dak Prescott on Sunday. We'll dive into that with Barry Church, Heck Harris, and Danny McCray. I'm Dewey Scruggs. This is the Players Lounge brought to you by Tostitos on DallasCowboys.com radio. To kick off the 2023 NFL season, Hugo Boss teamed up with the NFL and Micah Parsons to launch an iconic apparel collection featuring hoodies, crews, t-shirts, polos, joggers, and more. The bold, unique apparel of the Boss NFL collection unites football and fashion while reflecting what it truly means to be a boss. Get yours today at nflshop.com slash Hugo Boss, at hugoboss.com, and at Boss Retail Stores. Hashtag be your own boss. Hi, I'm Danny McCray, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of us magically transforming our smoothie bowls into two new decadent flavors. Dig into a cool acai or pitaya bowl handcrafted with crunchy, purely Elizabeth granola, fresh strawberries, and finished with a velvety chocolate hazelnut drizzle. Perfect for breakfast, lunch, or anytime you want a munch. And that's the sound of you making them disappear. Smoothie Bowls, now in two new decadent flavors. Only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the Playmaker at Get Jack Black com slash cowboys with the code cowboys vip that's get slash cowboys with the code cowboys vip i'm dak prescott quarterback of the dallas cowboys and they snap at the prescott who looks right it's not there he escapes left he'll run for a first down just like football when it comes to crypto it's important to have a team you can trust with blockchain.com i know i'm in good hands 
Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Back to the Players' Lounge. Players' Lounge brought to you by Tostitos. Barry Church, mm-hmm. Heckma Harrison, Danny McCray. I am Nui Scruggs here. Uh, Dak Prescott leads the league right now with 32 touchdown hey. passes. Not interceptions. What? Hey. He said he, he, said he wasn't going to have 10. What? He did. Call. He said he wasn't going to have 10. Interception. Now, he technically didn't say that. What he did say is that he would not. they would not have 10 tipped Interception. Okay, okay. I, 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 I like the other one sound better because he only got eight. So it is. Right, but that's <laughs> stand on business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the national media got mm-hmm. a hold of it. And so there was two things that the national media really took and ran with like crazy in the offseason, which were taken out of context. One, that one, when he said 10 tipped because he talked about really just – the Noah Brown stuff mm. world. <laughs> that. Got him. And then people. Both fingers. Yeah, got him. Both so, fingers. Noah State catches him. Jacksonville game along. Goodness gracious. Man, that, that ain't been here all season. <laughs> that got him. And then your man, your man who. Nah, I ain't gonna say um, And then when Mike McCarthy was talking about Kellen Moore and talking about running the ball more. And that was blown out of proportion because what he was talking about and running the ball more was after their first year together. He didn't mean it that last year they were together. And then that got blown out of proportion and people started throwing all these darts at Mike. So we in the media, have we do a real good job of, of misrepresenting things that people say and not telling the, the exact truth there. But Dak Prescott right now leads the league with – 32 touchdown passes. Brock Purdy's behind him with 31. And number three, Jordan Love, the Green Bay Packers. Hey, which is awesome. So Man, He turned around. He, he yeah, turned so, so there night. you go. But it would be something. And this would be the first time since Staubach that a Cowboy quarterback has led the league in touchdown passes. Man. Really? Romo on the music? Man. Now, you know, boys are going for 50. 50. Right? Yeah, yeah. Manning was talking about. Brady Manning was crazy. Manning was yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, crazy. those numbers were astronomical. Yeah. Only uh, one of them left was A-Rod, and he ain't yeah. he, he been out of the season. Right. So. But that's so, – so for this to happen, and before the year, I predicted Dak to go 33-9. and nine. And it was a beat writer here who was giving me the business. Why are you there? Cut the bug. What are you talking about? A friend of yours? Yeah, good friend of yours. <laughs> a, a brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a friend of yours. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you to point that face. Yeah, 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 yeah. You need the voice so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. who it was from the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's Calvin Watkins. Oh, it's Calvin. Oh, my bad. My bad. Calvin Watkins. Calvin Watkins. Either way. No, no, he picked him to throw for 30. Like, what's the difference Really, the difference between 33 and 30? It's, it's really right there in the same range. Mm-hmm. But. He, he has that opportunity, and that would be that would be pretty cool for him. And I think it's pretty safe to say Dak Prescott will finish 
in the top five in the MVP voting. When, when the oh, yeah. Coming, top five. Yeah, he's, he yeah. played his, he's played his butt off, man, this this season. With all the doubt coming into this season on Dak and the interceptions, he turned it around big time. And I think Mike McCarthy and him came up with a game plan that worked perfectly. Mid-season, we were all asking the questions. Do we trust the ball in Dak's hands? Mm-hmm. Are we throwing it too much? And, and, and by necessity, you, you've seen that it's worked. The short passing game, the West Coast offense works to a T uh, for Dak because he's able to read – uh, diagnose easily, and he has the wide receivers now to, to understand it. And I think him and CD's emergence together, because I think we've seen something from CD that we hadn't seen in years past either. Mm-hmm. I mean, so him being able to lead the league in touchdowns and potentially <clears throat> CD, because I, th- I believe he's like 60 yards away from Tariq Hill, yeah, yeah. which, I mean, he could end up being the lead leader in receptions as well, which – I think together, man, that would be quite a, an accomplishment for them and this offense at the end of the year. Richard Sherman won't think so about CD. Well, I, I mean, I think everybody came into the season with their doubt about CD because you'd never seen him play. To, well, CD to, at the beginning of the season, uh, CD was upset too yeah. because yeah. he was, hey man, I know what I can do. So the frustration that I'm showing you is because I know what type of player I am, and usually those type of players are right. Mm-hmm. You know, you see Jamar Chase and Jefferson, all those all those guys who get frustrated AJ like that, Brown. except AJ, AJ Brown. Brown. And they say, okay, listen, well, I, look, I, know, I know what I can do. And then, then you see the next week they come out, and then CD has been able to go from whatever they talked about in the bye week or whatever they were able to catch up on and fix because it was a new offense coming to the season, that, that the, the switch that they, that they, that they flip, they both have been nothing short of amazing yeah. uh, since that. You know, one game here or there, but CD Lamb plus 200. They were talking about 100 catches and 1,300 yards. This man might go for 17 or 1,800 yards. We're talking about Tyreek uh, almost yeah. going for 2,000 and CD Lamb being higher than him. Dak Prescott protecting the ball over 30 touchdowns, may lead the league That's in touchdowns crazy. in the MVP race, may win the NFC East, may have two home. Like, it's a lot of positives that come out of this season, especially based on where we were at after we lost to uh, mm-hmm. Arizona. So, McCarthy addressed this a little bit um, probably about two, three weeks ago, maybe a little bit further than that. But he spoke about you know going into that because that was week five. Uh, go back to this 49er game. Yeah, week five. That they were still trying to, in some ways, understand how they were going to run this offense. And they were still working through some bumps. And that, hey, we, we figured this out. And clearly, C.D. Lamb coming oh, yeah. up and saying what he did, he made the changes. But if you go back and you think about Mike as a play caller, Devontae Adams, he had. Jordy Nelson he had, uh, Donald Driver. James Jones. Greg Jennings. Yeah, yeah. Now, this guy has usually had one of the receivers in the league who's been a top five yep. wide receiver mm-hmm. in terms of production, and C.D. Lamb is right there now. And I think it just, in some ways, letting it play out that, okay, if you just look at Mike's history, your quarterback is going to be able to put up some numbers and he's going to have a receiver get some numbers. Running back, not so much. But C.D. Lamb is that guy, and along with what he's doing there, which I kind of go back into the people right now who are who are who are you know questioning Mike McCarthy in terms of being a head coach. If you don't have Mike McCarthy here next year, you have to get a new head coach. You have to get yourself a new offensive yeah, coordinator. It's crazy. And with Dak Prescott coming off a year which he will probably finish three, two, three, four, five. In terms of being MVP, I don't see Jerry Jones making that kind of call. I, I don't see him doing that because that's a lot you'd have to change, even if he flails out in the, in the first round. Okay. There's not even no no discussion. So, so I'm glad you said that because because my man Jason McIntyre, mm-hmm. Fox Sports, and I've been been talking about this. 
What's Mike's record as a, as a, in the playoffs as a head coach? I have no idea. One and two. Here. 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 Okay. One yeah. and two. First year, they lost to San Francisco at home by six. Mm-hmm. And that, those first two possessions, offensive and defense, didn't look terrible. Um, but they lost. Then the next year, on the road, wild card against Tom Brady and, and the Buccaneers. Yeah, crazy. A, a team that beat him two years in a row to start the season. They beat them in the playoffs, handled them. Then they lost to San Francisco in a game the quarterback was not good. They lost by seven. So the premise that some people have is this guy's some loser out here getting spanked and rolled in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been the case. They did not look good in either the San Francisco. Those were yeah. not good games for the Cowboys at all. But they didn't get it. wasn't a 44-6 to six beating. No. It, wasn't a, it wasn't something that was drastically terrible where you would say, man, we got to get rid of this head coach. Yeah. Well, I, I, think, I think the issue is when you go back and look at it, one, in the game situations, and then two, things that you are supposed to be taking care of during the season, i.e. penalties, yes. become the thing of like, okay, if you continue to make it to the playoffs and then these same things keep rearing their ugly head, that's when you say, okay, this probably ain't going to get fixed, right? So if you go in there and all of a sudden you got 15 penalties for 200 yards, right, and you get knocked out in the first round in some uh, some stupid or crazy end-of-game situation where you slide and you got 12 seconds left, you can't get a fit, whatever that is, that type of stuff is where you say – is this going? Is it going? Is it able to be fixed, or is it not? Because we don't want to continue having the same issue once you get in those type of big time situations. So I think that's where that comes from. I don't think Mike McCarthy should get fired, especially mm-hmm. you go out here and win the NFC East. Uh, I, like I don't, I don't think that is a thing. Uh, maybe the top leading uh, receiver, maybe the top quarterback in the league. Like I don't, I don't think that's a move that you make, but you do hope that you don't see those those same things year after year rear their heads because at some point you say, I, like, Fair. is it going to get fixed or not? Fair. Yeah, and for for me, I think what you're talking about is situational awareness. And a guy like Mike McCarthy that's been coaching in this league so long, he he has to understand that those are going to be the knocks on him. Even the penalties, they, they're going to associate. They, they, obviously, coaches say we don't coach penalties, but mm-hmm. if it's happening to you repetitively over and over again, and you're leading the league in penalties, that's a knock on you. And that's why when you talked about them coming into this next game, if they're not inspired to play, that that's, that's on, the on the coach, yeah. you know. But when when the Cowboys first hired Mike McCarthy, my feeling was, man, why are we hiring the guy that challenged Dez's catch? You know, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's how I felt about it. But but but, but personal. It was personal. <laughs> yeah, that stung. But but since he's been here and as a coach, I just go back to Nolan as a defensive coordinator. He didn't stay the course. It's like, look, this ain't gonna work. Change it. Mm-hmm. All right. Any guy that he's bought onto his coaching staff that hadn't worked, he's changed it. Any player that hasn't played to his potential or found a way to make these guys work out. And if a guy just didn't work out, he washed his hands of it and kept going. That's the thing that I love about Mike McCarthy now as our coach is the fact that he's so flexible at, at making sure that this team is always ready. And the record speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. If, if win on Sunday, three 12 and five seasons, like that's big time. Yes. And that, that's a big time record for a coach that, for all intents and purposes, man, he was embarrassed by his firing in Green Bay. And he's, I mean, definitely uh, restructured or re- revamped his career here in Dallas. Oh, that lab is real. So, so <laughs> The bunker. Let me ask this question, guys. If he's not the head coach, who would you hire? Oh, that's, that's, that's a, I mean, yeah, that's a good one. I don't know where you would go. I'll just throw out some one. names. I'll just throw out some names. Jim Harbaugh. 
know. He hasn't I, been proven to win the big one. Even I'm at the college level. level. I like I like I don't know what what are you doing? You got I mean we got Dan Quinn here, same guy who we've been talking about, changed the help change the culture. I don't want to take nothing away from Mike. Help change the culture of of the squad. Defense became like the star of the team for a while. Now you see it kind of going back to offense, but we still got big time players on defense. People still believe in Dan Quinn, and I'm sure that people are going to try to hire him again yes. this year mm-hmm. to, to be yeah, a as head soon coach. as the playoffs is over. So, with. so like. <laughs> I, I know you want to kind of open it up to everybody, but you look inside the building and you say, hey, man, we got a, a guy who is highly sought after around the league that could possibly be that. But I'm saying that I would not fire Mike McCarthy. My thing I always ask people is, like, where would you go? So, right. so Dan Quinn. And my next question would be Dan Quinn. If you hired him, who's your offensive coordinator? Where do mm-hmm. you go? Because he's a defensive guy. In Atlanta, he had a pretty good one that he hired, mm-hmm. named, named mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. So, for this. so okay, so him, uh, Bill Belichick? Nah, nah, nah. Do he fit her? Nah, I don't. Yes, that's no. That's the big. That's the biggest question. Yeah. Like, if you hire somebody like that, it, Mike right. McCarthy's ability to work in the hierarchy of the Dallas Cowboys, what really what makes him mm-hmm. a guy that you can't replace? Because any other coach with a bigger ego couldn't fit. You wouldn't be able to. Not the way things work here. Parsons Mike did. For only so long. Four years? For only so long. That's a long time. But for only so long. Not, and, it, and it's Carolina, not like that. that's an eternity. And it, it's, <laughs> that's true. Jacksonville, but, that's an eternity. But it's, yeah. it's not yeah. like that didn't come, you know, was burning at both ends towards the end. I'm saying Mike McCarthy, what he's, what he's able to do is just stay in his lane. And how many hey, guys could actually take this job right. and do that? You're right. But I'm just, but, but this is more for... The, the people out there who, well, McCarthy, if he doesn't do that, they're, they're ready to replace Mike. That's Those are where I go with this. And I think you're right. It takes a special <clears throat> kind of – it's, it's a different kind of job. It is a different kind of mindset yes. when you're here. And Parcell spoke about it. Mike's lived with it. So, yes, I think that's a part of it. Working for the Joneses is definitely different. That's why I asked that question about who do you bring in? Because it's easy to say, fire this guy. Tell me who you hire. Yeah, this this is I mean, a guy, a guy like mm-hmm. Belichick wouldn't be able to come in. It just wouldn't it wouldn't work. I mean, he sure wouldn't wouldn't be as friendly with the you media as you guys. You're going to change your defense? Uh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. You're going to change all of that. So yeah. so I just so that's why when people say these things. And I, he's a general manager, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Big Mike's about to get over the hump. This ain't even. Yeah, you know, like, come on, man. What we, he about to get over the hump. I don't know. He about to get over the hump. Because it, it's going to be favorable so, matchups. Can, like, I, be, I, don't, yeah. I think we, it's going to be and a path of least though. resistance. If it's, it's a, favorable be a favorable matchup, matchup and it doesn't go to the way it's you know planned. What, you know what's going to happen here. You know so what everybody's going to do. You know what it is. Let's just say, and I just threw this out. I was thinking about He wins the two playoff games, the wild card game at home and the division game. Okay. No, yeah, and and then goes to face, the, let's say they face the 49ers and they lose that. Then you're talking about a 3-3 three and three playoff record. Oh, he's good, man. Yeah, he's, he and, just and, got and, one. And, and a, let's say it's another close game, another touchdown or less mm-hmm. game against the 49ers. You really want to get off that? Nah. He's and, talking about if, you, talking if about, the Packers and, come up here. Okay, oh, we, that they supposed to mollywop them in the first yeah, round. We all, like, and it does not go its way. Close yeah. or not, you, want you go to the playoffs and it's the yeah. Packers – Hey man, all that's the, tough, man. I, I, they gonna be looking like at man, home. What? Jason at home. All I know is Jason. Man, Jason all right, here we Jason. go. Yeah, yeah, let's wrap it up, man. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. And we gonna end it right there. Thank you, players. Now, got it. Talk to you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?